Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Ah! 
from the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Ranked, episode 132 in an ongoing series of ranking things in Star Wars. That's what we are doing here today, but we're also continuing this fun series where we're looking at all the movies and pulling out our favorite lines and putting them in some sort of order that, quite frankly, we would change next week if we were to re-record the show. To do that all with me today is Joseph Scrimshaw. I am very excited to share, for now, for this moment, my definitive list of personal favorite lines from The Force Awakens. I was asked recently, oh, well, could, like, could you rank like your favorite Mando episodes? I'm like, that, 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 that no, no, it changes. <laughs> always, always. Yes, yes, they work together. It's like uh, listing my favorite organs. Like, look, yeah. sure, I can say heart, but, you know, a heart's kind of screwed without the spleen, right? Yeah, it is. However... I was the one who created and put this show on the network, Star Wars Ranked, in which we definitively rank everything in Star Wars. <laughs> it is a great – we talk about it when it when it becomes overly harsh of like this mm. is the truth. But it is a great framework uh, to discuss what, what you love and, and what's important yeah. to you. And I think that's why – I think the ranking system does get abused uh, yeah. sometimes. But it is such a great framework, which is why we all gravitate toward it. So I think you did a good job creating this show. <laughs> and you did a wonderful job creating the logo that's still in use. To this day. Uh, all right, so we're going to get to it. You guys all know how it works. We work our way five to one. We'll throw, throw in some honorable mentions. Uh, last time out, we did uh, Revenge of the Sith. We, you know, we skipped over the Clone Wars movie, not because we don't really have an appreciation for it now. My appreciation for the Clone Wars movie has definitely grown over the years, but I just kind of figured, hey, we covered that on Clone Wars Report. Uh, we can revisit that if we want. And not everyone got to experience that one in the theaters. Uh, and I know not everyone experienced all of these movies in the theaters, especially if you weren't around 1977, but I don't know. We're just sticking to the classic movies. Uh, that's where we are. So we have uh, jumped from 2005 to 2015. Which, by the way, Joseph, felt like forever, but we are almost uh, farther away from The Force Awakens uh, uh, now as, as we were from Revenge of the Sith when Force Awakens came out. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Very close. <laughs> Crazy to think. Uh, we got our favorite lines in The Force Awakens, Episode 7. First thing I want to talk about, Joseph, before we get into the list here. As uh, we always do here, we put on these movies to kind of focus on them, get pulled the notes that we need to. And that can be kind of fun, taking you back to uh, when you saw the movies for the first time. We've been sharing our personal memories on the main show for a lot of things. So maybe we'll hit to the Force Awakens one. I don't want to go into super detail, but what did it feel like actually just watching this movie now, right now in 2021? Uh, I'm so fascinated by this movie because I think it really reflects the, like the story of the movie for the characters is almost the story of the movie for the audience where it is so mm -hmm. much about uh, both the, the glory of the past and the, the just fresh fun emergence of the new and how both the new and the old kind of speak to each other and reawaken one another. Like the awakens title is so powerful. And yeah. every time I go back to watch this movie or, or even like skip around and watch parts, it, if you list what happens in the plot, lots of heavy, dark, sad mm. things happen but in general the film has this uh this energy that is about mm. awakening about things coming back to life and every time i watch this film and my wife loves this one in particular mm. it's fun <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. just got this feeling of almost uh spring you know 
it's like watching a weird Star Wars flower bloom every time because that's like the energy of it. Even within like a lot of like, it's so weird to say like, yeah, the film where Han Solo is murdered by his son, it's like a flower <laughs> blooming. But that's the overall effect, particularly of the first half. Yeah, particularly for a half, a half, and and I'm yeah, just kind of reminded of the early days of kind of falling in love with these characters, like ready to go on the journey, but also reconnecting with the old ones and 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 the legacy, the weight of the legacy on all these characters. Like you said, the interact old interacting with the new is a, a powerful way to to say it, and and we can't deny it is kind of a a simpler time, which is weird to say, where <laughs> Kylo Ren's lightsaber was the thing we were fighting about the most, right? Yeah, yeah, which uh, <laughs> not the thing we fight about as most anymore, uh, as much yeah. anymore. I like it. There we go. There you it's go. My controversial opinion about the lightsaber. I doubted it at the time. I even did a stand-up joke about it, yeah. uh, but uh, I like it. I like it too. And also, one of the things I love and focusing on the dialogue, uh, the lines in this uh, episode here is how much some of these big giant themes that I felt carried over. Uh, go with me, hot take friends. It carried over to eight and nine and the rest of star Wars and how they were there. And they were pretty present in this story. Oh, so. absolutely. I think all the big ideas are laid out really, really well. And they, they go all through the sequel trilogy. They do indeed. So let's begin our look at the force awakens and our favorite lines of dialogue from this motion picture. We are beginning with Joseph's number five. Yeah. So uh, my number five, I, I'll, I have to uh, preface this real quick with what I res wrestled with on this film, Ken, is I feel mm. like this film has a bunch of uh, kind of uh, good deep lines, but this film also has just great, that great Casden mm. uh, uh, touch of lots of just fun banter too. Oh, uh, so I wanted to have a mix of the of the banter and the depth. And I started with, uh, with uh, what is in The Force Awakens banter, but I think later kind of becomes some depth. And it is a quick exchange between uh, the great comedy act of <laughs> Finn and Han Solo uh, when they are on Starkiller base. Uh, Han has just discovered that Finn is only kind of knows what he's talking about on Starkiller base and is really only there to rescue Ray. Han is upset and Finn is telling him, it, it'll be fine. We'll use the force. <laughs> and Han says, that's not how the force works. Uh, just... It's always been one of my favorite lines from the first viewing, the huge laugh, mm -hmm. classic, grumpy, not only Han Solo line, but Harrison Ford line. <laughs> <laughs> Delivered with gusto. It has the, you know, it's a little bit more comic, but it's got the, you know, that, you know, never tell me the odds. I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. It's got the just classic. That's some Han Solo banter. Yeah. Uh, it's a great subversion of earlier in the film when Han has been like, yeah, no, it's that uh, uh, stuff's all true. I used to think it was a bunch of nonsense, uh, mm -hmm. but it's true uh, like that. He's kind of the one holding the knowledge. Uh, and also there's this kind of great, like real world sort of <laughs> mm -hmm. misunderstood. I don't know. There's like, there's a strange meta nerdery of it, of yeah. Finn kind of making this argument. It's like, eh, what the, the I've heard about the force. It's, um, so I wandered around in the air and you can grab it, right? <laughs> and Han Solo of all people being like, that's not how it works. You, ha have you never heard of midi-chlorians? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to have that coming from Han Solo is just really funny. I love it. I, I, I picture a grief carga around the corner going, yeah, you, ju you just wave your magic little hands. I've seen it. That's all you do. That's all you do. <laughs> it really is. Like, yeah, Finn could have said, we'll do the magic hands. <laughs> that's not how magic hands work <laughs> uh so but then it, it takes on this 
like it's obviously just a, a really fun bit of of mm. banter in the force awakens uh but later on when you learn that well like but but finn did have a deep intuitive connection of the force so maybe he was a little right yeah there's the feeling of the force and we had that great question on a deep dive show recently about uh the later information of, of finn and the force and how it changes or does it even change or maybe it just uh, emboldens some of the things that he goes through and says in, in force awakens and i think it works and i think it's okay to, to me it, i I look at it now as like Finn's almost there. He's almost there, right? It's just bubbling yeah. up. He's got to learn to connect a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but but in the moment, it is just sort yeah. of that, like, well, we'll find a way. I don't know. Mm. Uh, we'll win the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just win the lottery. Like it's got that just great banter that you'd find in any other movie of of somebody being overly hopeful and somebody kind of grumpy, going, "You're full of it." Uh, but specifically about a mystical energy field, yeah. <laughs> which it's is a- just great. It's a wonderful sequence. So glad you highlighted it because I still say Force Awakens, especially uh, in 2015, it, it was it was one of the funnier Star Wars movies. I thought it and and mm-hmm. it's such a great job of, of comedy of character and 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 comedy coming out of the, the tensions and the obstacles and the situations and and so much Han Solo stuff was great in this film and and I really enjoyed watching it again this week and focusing on it. But this whole sequence followed up by the great chewy growl and oh you're cold like it, everything about it is uh, it just had that uh, yeah right the cast and classic cast and feel of empire uh, it, it, it tracks it works for a reason there yeah absolutely so that's my number five it is number five in force awakens but it, it would probably be if, if i had to rank all lines in star wars that's not how the force works would be pretty high up there yeah that's a great start to our list really uh, takes in a lot of what force awakens does uh, funny but also the depth is there for you so uh my number five uh we are going a little bit sooner we're going to go to jakku and it is line from ray and uh, joseph I, I guess i've been saying this line for so many years it just just made sense even you thought i'm it's going to be on your list right and i went you darn right it's going to be on my list because <laughs> it was so much my uh, number five uh, most favorite line from the force awakens is ray saying luke skywalker i thought he was a myth oh man I love everything about this line. I love what it means. I love what it means for this film. Don't worry about eight, nine and where the story goes, uh, whether you love it or, or not. I don't, I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about this movie, the story of, of, of the girl from nowhere, uh, climbing those steps to, to be part of the myth, part of something she thought wasn't even real. That's just powerful. And it's great. And it just has more meaning at the end of the film. When you go back and watch this line, but also it's part of this stuff on Jakku that that I I always want to give Daisy Ridley credit for of just, she was so endearing. She was so charming. She was so innocent and you wanted to protect her, but also you were excited because she she knew, you knew she was going on this grand adventure. And I always cite uh, John Williams saying, I'd never wanted anyone else to write music for Daisy Ridley and this character of Ray, because just fell in love with this character in so many ways. And, And it's a lot of that early stuff. And I just love everything about it. The way she turns, reacts, here's the word, Luke Skywalker. I thought he was a myth. It all that Ray on Jakku stuff early on, the living in the ATT, the cooking the bread, the portions, the struggle, everything about her. It I really, really love all the sequences. And it all kind of comes to a fine point with this line of, oh, man, I thought I had no place in the story. I thought none of it was real. And, of course, we're all going to find out, as she is, she's very much part of the story. So that's my number five to start us off, Joseph. 
That is so great. And I'm so glad that I was able to know you were going to have it. Cause I was like, I, I wrestled with this list a lot and it was had that at different slots. And then it's like, what am I doing? Can I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that just comes, yeah, well, here we are a thousand plus episodes into uh, working uh, with you, me and Jennifer. And, uh, uh, we wear our hearts on our sleeves and I think it's wonderful that we, we, uh, have this, but yeah, no, uh, you're very right. Yeah. It, it, it's, I think it, I always liked that line is always a powerful line just sitting in the theater, but it has mm-hmm. just only grown in my estimation with the storytelling of where eight and nine goes is always, uh, with mm-hmm. total caveat that it's, it's fine if, uh, if people don't like the films, uh, but for me, this just got so many layers. It is just Daisy Ridley's great delivery. There's a lot of choices to make, but just yeah. the life in her eyes of like how exciting that is that this far away story, a story that probably gave her hope, right? Yeah. Because that myth that made it back to her on Jakku is probably like, hey, I was on this planet once and then this guy with a green lightsaber came in and saved everybody, right? Yeah. That it's probably a story of hope, which is why her eyes are just light up in that great delivery. Uh, it's got this level of kind of knowing like that's the hook that pulled Abrams in of the yeah. idea of what if in the galaxy of Star Wars, uh, the characters uh, that we know were myths to yeah. the people who lived in the galaxy the way they are to us. What if they meant as much and we, we you know, we're like mm. so fascinated to meet them and uh connect with them and learn from them like that so that this line is sort of the theme statement of the hook yeah. <laughs> of uh the trilogies uh the trilogy and it it goes towards that whole awakening where there's all these characters with youth and um enthusiasm even though they have huge terrible problems that are so excited to engage with uh the previous generation and bring them back to life. Mm. And then the fact that it's just, I thought he was a myth, you know, um, that makes it tie into so much great uh, storytelling and ideas that are coming up in eight and nine about what is the power of being a myth versus, you know, being seen as a, a real flawed person and how do you balance those things and, and why are myths needed? Like that line I thought he was a myth and that light in her eyes directly connects to the end of the last Jedi. When Oniho Zaya is telling that story of Jedi master Luke Skywalker and showing that people need that. How many nights did the myth of Luke Skywalker uh, get Ray through the night? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, it comes into play again with, you know, when they, when they, they meet solo and you are the Han Solo that fought against uh, the empire. Like it just, uh, yeah, the, 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 the use of in-world myths was such a, a great decision because like you said, it was, it was hanging over all of us. Yeah. And the idea that Ray could become that to somebody else. And that's her story, yeah. you know, that she becomes that to other people. She and- is the myth that might show up and save everybody. Yeah, and a lesson for all of us too. We we can uh, we could be the heroes of our own stories as well. Exactly. So that is a great one. Uh, we're off and running. That's my number five, which means we're up to your number four line. Uh, my number four line is a pretty simple one, uh, but I, it just captures the spirit of this character in the spirit of of the film to me. It, it is when Poe Dameron says, "We're gonna do this." <laughs> Love that line. <laughs> With the head nod and everything, sometimes the best lines are like, ooh, it's it's so uh, deep or it's such a clever <laughs> yeah. turn of phrase. And sometimes it's just the ones that get in your head. And, yeah. You know, I've talked about, you know, not great Palpatine lines like do what must be done when I think about when I have to clean the shower. Right. Yeah. Um, 
when I'm going to do something fun, even if it's scary, this yeah. is that perfect line of we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, everybody, not everybody. So many of us uh, in 2015 came out of that theater with lots of different emotions, but one of them being the sort of the electricity and the energy of the new generation uh, being, yeah. you know, awakened by the young and Poe Dameron's, Hey buddy, good job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you fall down? Fall down? I'll pick you up. Good job. Like he yeah. was just like, you know, what if Han Solo was also a motivational coach? Yeah, Poe Dameron, <laughs> like that energy is so great and gives so mm. much energy uh, uh, to this film. And then it gets challenged of yeah. in last Jedi of like, that's great to have that energy, but you got to pick and choose where you direct it. Uh, yeah. but here in force awakens, it's just the, like, uh, what, what is a challenge for? It's to be climbed. Let's go. We're going to do this. Well, it's such a great comment. We'll, we'll get to the last Jedi when we get to the last Jedi when on, on this, on the show. But like, if you're Ryan Johnson sitting down to look at like, how can I challenge each one of these characters? You would look at a moment like this where Poe is just like, yeah, we're going to do it. And you know what? You, you, they do do it. And it's awesome. And, and, and how do you challenge that? And so that can, we'll have that discussion later, but I love that you highlighted this, uh, Oscar Isaac, obviously, uh, just on fire as a performer and, and putting so many good things out there and has been for years, but uh, his part in this, this movie uh, should not be overlooked and is not overlooked uh, from, I mean, could we count a lip bite as a great line of dialogue? I, I, I think you almost could. Uh, I think you almost could. I almost suggested that we do a separate uh, best non-spoken lines from the force awakens. Right. Cause there's a lot of non-verbal stuff. That's, amazing we might just have to do that for star wars because i you know suddenly a lot of han solo uh you know finger points uh are <laughs> popping into my head or some ben solo ones too um so yeah i, I love that yeah great yeah, it, yeah not much more i could say of just like the energy especially that sequence and and what you know finn what he's going through he wants to do what's right but really he's just running away so there's no confidence and there's a, he, he's he's got a feeling he just doesn't know how to build from it and and just just poe who's just been tortured and and in this bad situation has this vibe of like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we're going to rescue ourselves. That's, that's great. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it, and I was tempted by I can fly anything because it's it's a great line. It's cocky. Yeah. But the, that's this more the spirit of Poe is we're mm -hmm. not I'm going to do this. We're going to do this. You are very right, sir. You're very right. So that's my number four. Great number four, Poe Dameron, uh, his lip button self inspired us all. My number four. Now, I'll, huh, man, I was surprised joseph knows the list so far i was surprised uh i this this character popped up a lot but then when you think about it it's not surprising <laughs> he's got some wonderful lines uh this is from maz Kanata, wonderfully voiced by lapita noango of course uh voice i mean performed too as well she that's that's some acting there and uh this line the belonging you seek is not behind you it is ahead i had to stop myself I, you just could have just quoted maz for a long time uh, mm -hmm. She takes this spot. Remember at the time it was like, is she kind of the, the Yoda of the series? I just think that's not fair. You're looking at two similarly sized people and throw them in the same bucket. That's not fair to either of them. They're, they're individuals, but she does have a little bit of the, the mystic advice, the connecting the force. I'm not a Jedi, but I know the ways around it. And buried beneath that is just why I think Yoda worked in 1980 and continues to work. It is just great advice. And great inspirational stuff and great counseling and great therapy. Uh, there's so much value in, in Star Wars when the characters kind of just say, hey, here's something that will get you through. And here's the truth that you need to hear with what Ray is dealing with. And 
belonging you seek is not behind you. It is ahead. That, that ties to the Jedi lessons of letting go. It ties to the Star Wars lessons of hope versus fear. Uh, it ties to Shmi Skywalker, Anakin, you can't stop the change. It, it's, it's all that spirit. It's, it's why we preach and, and maybe even occasionally pound our fists on desks for emotional mm-hmm. canon here at Force Center. And this line is uh, it's up there with any of the Yoda advice that you want to hang and frame and put in your office for in terms of just inspiration. Yeah, I'm so glad you picked this one. And I really agree about Maz. Like she does, she has that great wisdom, but it is a different energy, you know, because Yoda is this uh, weird, but, uh, you know, serene master who's had this sort of uh, responsibility of the order on his shoulders. But Maz is your, she's your weird aunt who's, uh, you know, Ben (laughs) places, you know, (laughs) has a story, like any, any keyword comes up and she's got a story of a time that happened (laughs) to the point you're like, did you really do all those things? Like, you know, she's got that energy and. I love in this short scene, she's like, ah, Finn, here's your baggage. Ah, Han, here's your baggage. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, in, a, in, in you know, a slightly gentler way with Ray in this moment, because Ray really needs it, getting to the source of, of her issue, too, of like, I know that what you need is belonging, which tracks yeah. absolutely through Ray's uh, whole arc, uh, set mm-hmm. up crystal clear here in this moment. Uh, but then going from this from the story out to Star Wars wisdom that we can apply to life, yeah, that yeah. that line is powerful, right? Um, it really is. And you think about just your own life experiences. For me, sometimes I think about like, oh man, I really enjoyed uh, when I was doing exactly this kind of you know performance, mm. right? Yeah, uh, and like I can still go do that, but I have to be like, but it won't. It, but the years have changed. The people mm. have changed. It won't ever be exactly the same, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, you can't go back and just recreate the past. You got to find whatever you need by moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping forward is tough. I'm in a, I'm in a little bit of a position of a professional change going on in my life and career. And it's like, you, you, you got to step forward and, 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 uh, you know, going against Yoda a little bit, miss the times uh, I will mourn them. I will at times, but, yeah. uh, but this is, this is that step forward that, that we all need and, and the comforting, the common advice that, that, you know, what's in front of you is what you need. And, and I love it. And then also it, going back and putting myself in the headspace of 2015. I, uh, Joseph, I understand where we all saw this, this little section of dialogue, which has to, because Ray answers, you know, oh, like, you know, Luke Skywalker and, and we're looking for clues and who's Ray's parents and all that kind of stuff, which I had a lot of fun being part of. And I know a lot of people listened <laughs> to too. That's never the problem. We never want to sound like we're, uh, tisk and that, but, but looking back and going, it's like, this was about a theme. This wasn't mm-hmm. a plot detail reveal. This wasn't, uh, inviting you. Hey, look, JJ loves to play the mystery box. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You want to throw that at me? Understand, but go back and watch the sequence. It is about the theme. It is Ray's journey. That is why Maz is saying this stuff. And that is why it has even more power for me now. Yeah. It, it is laying out who Ray is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Luke wants to become a Jedi like his father. Uh, Anakin wants to, you know, be a hero and make sure that he never loses anyone. Ray wants belonging and connection. It, it sets it up as her journey. It does indeed. And that's why it's my number four favorite line of dialogue from The Force Awakens. and means uh, we're up to your number three, sir. Uh, my number three is uh, one of the characters that I had a really hard time picking the line that I wanted for this character. But I had to go uh, to this one ultimately. It is from our friend, Kylo Ren. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Forgive me. I feel it again. The pull to the light. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
he has so many great, uh, I'll highlight some in honorable mentions, just snark lines mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. where you are reminded that he is actually the son of uh, of Han Solo. And he has <laughs> petulant, whiny lines where you're reminded he is the grandson of Anakin Skywalker and the nephew of Luke. Uh, but this is one of those moments that really says, yeah, we're reawakening Star Wars. We're examining it. But look, this is not the same as the generation before. This is... Mm-hmm wrestling with that question of uh in galaxy uh what the the characters the generation coming up behind the heroes who are they and how are they different because of that uh and this is one of those lines that really gets to the heart of what's different and what's interesting about about kylo of somebody who thinks the path forward is darkness but is absolutely conscious <laughs> yeah that they they're doubting it that that they're being sold this you know bill of goods that your true self is is your dark self everybody is a hypocrite and they're afraid of the darkness and it, you know look how powerful you feel when you just lean into your darkness mm-hmm. and don't let those hypocrites and liars you know tell you it's wrong um to f- have kylo you know basically apologizing to his grandfather's helmet yeah <laughs> that he kind of feels this tug to stop being a tyrant <laughs> yeah. who murders people uh, for his own whims, you know? Yeah. It's so powerful. And it lets us know right away that this is not Vader in a new hope, right? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. had no question that he was on the right path. Right. Uh, this is a young, tortured, fallen hero. Absolutely displaced lost connection um um, mistakes made uh by his parents all those things hanging over him driving him in a direction making those choices that we learn more and more about the choices but i love what you say it was just like i'm so sorry today i just wanted to be nice (laughs) (laughs) i was weak i was weak i thought what if i called my mom (laughs) (laughs) i held the door open in the mess hall for some uh you know techs uh matt the radar tech was coming in I apologize, but yeah, I'm joking, of course. But I think I, I think there's a lot of depth in this moment, and a lot of what sets up what I why I do love Kylo. He is probably my favorite uh, character to watch and study in in, in the sequel trilogy of um, just everything that's going on. It's a more modern take on a classic Star Wars villain for me. Always has been. Yeah, and and, uh, and introducing that element of again kind of connection to the real world if you want to that like um raise somebody who grew up hearing about luke skywalker and thinking wow that'd be great to defend people and be a a champion and a a myth of heroics and here's kylo like ray and kylo both watched the original trilogy and Mm -hmm. one of them got the lessons that lucas intended (laughs) and the other did not he uh, Kylo only collects Vader toys and thinks actually Vader was right. You know, like there is that element to it. In my opinion, I understand not everybody wants to engage with it that way. And I totally understand and respect that. But for me, that does make it richer that those, there are those layers. And Kylo went on to start a YouTube channel called Sith theory. You can catch it uh, (laughs) uh, from his car every week. Uh, I I really agree with you on that. I really agree on it. And and again, JJ and and team putting out this movie uh, all involved, of course, Michael Clark, Orange Cassidy, whatever you want to say, but like, what do we do? What do we do? Star Wars has the weight of Star Wars above it. How do we play around with that? And how do we deliver uh, new, new things that are so familiar and you could stop at the red lightsaber and the Cape and all that kind of stuff. And, 
uh, Kylo just continues to just, just layers and layers and layers of, of his uh, path and story there for me. Yeah. Yeah. And this line is just uh, really, uh, it, it makes all of that pop and, and I feel it makes it a tragedy. You feel bad for Kylo. Like, yes, call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> just call your mom. Just call your mother, Kylo Ren. Uh, so that's my number three. Well, my number three uh, kind of picks up from that, but it goes a little bit before. And and my line might be part of the reason he's uh, having that conversation with that helmet there. Uh, I'm going to the very, uh, very tippity top of the movie. Uh, Max von Sydow is, of course, Lor Santeca. Uh, and remember, you know, Lord Santeca was Boba Fett. He was uh, Kane and Jarrus. All these wonderful theories about who uh, Max von Sydow was going to be playing. Instead, it was just a very, I thought, impactful, um, uh, uh, almost cameo at the beginning of the story. And the Santeca clan, the house Santeca rolls on in the High Republic in a lot of wonderful, intriguing ways. But I love, I almost, again, almost could have written uh, any other line from his conversations with Kylo Ren. Um, something far worse has happened to you. I know where you came from. You called yourself, before you called yourself Kylo Ren. But I went with... Um, Kylo Ren saying, I'll show you the dark side. Laura Santeca responds, you may try. And then I just love this part of it, but you cannot deny the truth that is your family. Uh, Kylo Ren responds, you're so right, and then kills him. But there's just something that it is this, um, dare I say, light side haunting line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, is a, it is like, you, you. I know what you're trying. I know what you're trying to make yourself into, including this mask. The pose already got some good jokes at uh, your expense. And that ain't you. And you will never, no matter what you do, you will never be able to deny the truth that is your family. All problems within that as well. But you'll never be able to do it. And guess what? Kylo Ren is never able to n- deny the truth that is his family, uh, which is probably why he's having that conversation with that helmet a little bit later on. Max von Sydow is, uh, of course, one of uh, the greatest actors of all time. He has the gravitas to pull it off. I love him as Lord Santeca. I love him starting the movie uh, and giving uh, just all of us some uh, some uh, comfort, warmth, and assurance that it's uh, going to be all right and that we got this villain and this is what uh, is he's going to be dealing with. Love it all. Love this line. Yeah, it's so good, and you're so right. Uh, almost every one of those lines in that interaction between Laura Santeca and, and Kylo could have been in my list. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that Kylo's first line is just being a jerk. Look how old you've become. <laughs> <laughs> and his delivery on, you're so right. <laughs> yes. Before he's uh, violently hacks down Laura Santeca. Uh, but this line, you cannot deny the truth that is your family. The film was constructed so well to just be watched that first time in 2015 and just having the exposition of okay eh, we're guessing kylo's related but how right yeah um and you know things maybe things leaked maybe people were sure whatever that first experience though was the confirmation Mm -hmm. um so it's constructed well to do that but more importantly it's constructed to to tell us the audience what is at stake uh why is why is the bad guy the bad guy in these films Mm -hmm. and this idea that okay well, something made Kylo run away from his family, Luke, uh, Han, Leia, um, Han and Leia first, uh, really, um, and and run to Vader, right? And Lor Santeca has his perspective as, you know, the, mm. this uh, devotee of the light side, that the truth of the family is the light side, that, yeah. you know, Anakin's mistake was his mistake, but he came back from it. The truth of the family is the light side. And mm. the fact that, you know, Kylo says, you know, you're so right is basically saying, no, the truth of my family was Vader and it's right. everybody else who failed, uh, which, you know, once you, you dig into what's going on with Kylo, it creates this great picture of 
I couldn't live up to mm. my parents or my uncle. Uh, I was always going to be compared to them. They feared me. Uh, so, and I want to be my own person. So I'll be like my grandpa <laughs> yeah. and I'll struggle to live up to him in the same way. It, 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 this little line opens up all of those avenues of thought that, that shows you Kylo Ren's uh, psychology. Yeah, setting it all up right there in the beginning. Love it, love it, love it. That is my number three. Spending some time with Laura Santeca, but now it's time for your number two, and we're going to spend some time with another character. That is right. We are going to call Kylo's mom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leia Organa. Uh, this is one of the, the lines that I just had to include. It is one of the most impactful lines uh, for me. Uh, Han and Leia are having their conversation as Han gets ready to go to Starkiller base. They kind of come to peace with their uh, relationship and talk about how they had some good times. Uh, Han pulls her in for a hug, and Leia says, if you see our son, bring him home. Mm. Um, just the the power of that, the pain of that, that this, um, this utter just love for their son and mm. Leia's utter conviction that Han can bring him home, that Han can get through to him. Uh, in that he needs to try, right? Uh, this is a line that that it, it moved me deeply in the theater. I think just Carrie Fisher did a great job truly um, playing the pain of it, mm. um, playing Harrison Ford and, and Carrie Fisher played that that connection and that hug so beautifully. It was such a, a big moment for, for older actors <laughs> yeah. uh, to be so featured in a blockbuster. There were many levels of it that, that really affected me. But then... You know, when you get around to Han's Han's end, you know, this was his his partner, his wife, his mm -hmm. general at times, mm -hmm. giving him a mission of like, I know, I know you do any. They, they were joking earlier about like, I don't even. I, I've got a way that I can sneak onto Starkiller Base. I think it's insanely dangerous. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. And like, Leia knows Han, you will do those things all day. But the hardest thing for you to do is, uh, you know, what you did back in Return of the Jedi is, uh. Instead of making your man grunt noise and walking away from me, you turn back around on that bridge and you 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 were vulnerable and you mm -hmm. faced your feelings. And I'm giving you the assignment to do that again. So, man, I love this. I almost want to cheat and bring in my number two because it's literally from, <laughs> I think it's like the next line or before. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. My number two. And I even scrolled. I was like, wait, did I submit this wrong? Did I forget to uh, remove my notes or something? My number two is Leia telling Han because he, you know, basically doesn't want to take this. This task is too big of him. And he, and he cites, you know, Luke couldn't even save uh, Kylo, save our son, Ben. And uh, Leia says, Luke is a Jedi, you're his father. And I know that's a line, too, that's uh, close to your heart as well. The reason I almost want to combine them is it just, I, I, I personally overlooked this sequence the first couple of times I saw this movie. You and I have discussed that on the show before. I was a little flat. The, the Han's death was a little flat for me at times. And and part of the reason I thought, I think it was. This is my experience. If you experience something different out there listening, get it. But my experience is I wasn't paying attention to this this scene as much. I think it's just, you know, you're watching the movie, you're anticipating, you kind of got a feeling Han might die. And is he going to go out in a blaze of glory? He's going to take the, all these things. And I was like, oh, he just kind of walks out and gets stabbed. And I don't know. Everything that Leia is saying in here is about that death we're about to see and, 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 and what it cost and what it was worth and what it was for. And that final mission you talk about, that is such a thing to Han. Han doesn't, it's not that he runs away because he's a coward, but it is these, these, 
points of vulnerability, who he thinks he should be versus who he knows he actually is. I go to that Kira stuff. That's why she says he's he's really a good guy. I know he really are. It, it, it goes to deep things. It goes to Han turning around at New Hope. And the first thing he does when we see him again is try to run away. It is why Leia looks at him with such awe, shock, respect, and love when he's a general who's going to lead the assault on the floor uh, of Endor. That's all of that stuff there. And when we see Han again, for him to run away, run away, we see it on Takadana. It's so clear, so clear. He won't go, he, he does the grunt. He does that hunger. Uh, Finn's like, they've got right. They got right. I saw, I saw. For Leia just to say this, if you see our son, bring him home. It is the mission. It is the mission that we believe here in Force Center ends up kind of saving the galaxy. And why? Why was it important? Because Luke is a Jedi. He's the, he is. You are his father. I am his mother. It is the connection. It is the deep core stuff going on here at Star Wars. And it could easily be brushed aside as because uh, it starts with some great banter, that entire sequence. But it's real. It's And it's the weight of the, the, the legacy that they have, the legacy of who they are is on their shoulders as well. And so I love what Force Awakens is dealing with. So these two lines together, just I really absolutely love them. And 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 Carrie Fisher coming back in 2015, and she wasn't certain, she wasn't confident if she could be an actor anymore. You know, there's a lot of those things, mm. those stories we're hearing, and JJ guided her through. And it's like, she's not in Force Awakens as much as maybe I thought going into the film, right? She shows up a little late because they made that kind of edit in the script where she would have shown up early. You might've seen some Corsella stuff. They choose to, to bring her in on Takadana. And I think in the end of the day is the right choice. And even though great entrance. Yeah. Wonderful entrance. Uh, she has all the weight. Everything she says in this sequence is important and it's important going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to kind of to tie a lot of our lines together, it, the, this idea, right. That, that strings through your number two and, and my number two yeah. of, you know, uh, Luke is a Jedi. You're his father. You know, we can save him. You, me, uh, toward, you know, that kind of explains why she's giving him the assignment of, if you mm -hmm. see our son, bring him home. And it, it ties back to your great Laura Santeca line, right. Mm -hmm. Of the, the truth of, uh, Ben Solo's family is, they are never going to give up on him. Yeah. Uh, you know, Leia has her moment of doubt in, in Last Jedi, which, you know, Luke supports. No one's ever really gone, but it, it is many fans have pointed out it. These beats track so well through to uh, Rise of Skywalker of mm -hmm. Han and Leia have such great love for their son. They could give in to fear. You know, Han even says it's, it's over. He's got too much Vader in him. And Leia's basically like, no, not fear, hope, hope. Mm -hmm. uh, we can get through to him. In those moments that get through to him, that that cheek touch after mm -hmm. after Han has been stabbed is about that. I I still love you, right? Mm -hmm. And Leia projecting herself to to Kylo in Rise of Skywalker is, I still love you. Nothing's ever gonna stop that. Is yeah. really powerful, and I think all of it does get set up by Leia and Han's uh, uh, discussions in. Mm -hmm. The Force Awakens. Yeah, absolutely. I really think it does. That it tracks to, to Luke, to, the decision he makes in Last Jedi. It's, it's this pacifist decision we've uh, um, talked about before, but also I, th I think a little bit of like, I know I can't get him. Uh, I can't get Kylo, but I, I, I always kind of think, the, you know, Luke's part of the Force projection is to preserve Kylo for saving later by those that yeah. can. Well, and, Luke says, and, I can't save him. He he doesn't say yeah. he can't be saved. He says, I, can't save, I him. can't save him. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, and it all springs out of this stuff. It all really does. 
Yeah, yeah. And just some great moments from from Carrie Fisher. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Some great moments from Carrie Fisher. And, you know, I love hearing uh, her honesty as she always was of like, you know, wasn't sure if I could do this, uh, you know, and and um, uh, love it. Love it. Nailed it. Love it. Love the stuff. And that's my number two choice. That's your number two choice. We got some Leia giving the giving the truth to Han there. And that's what we <laughs> love about both of them there. All right. We're going to take a quick break here on Star Wars rank. We're not done at all. We got some honorable mentions and scrolling ahead. We got a lot of them. And then we got some big number one choices for our favorite lines of dialogue in Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. We'll be right back here at Star Wars Ranked. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Force Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Force Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked. Joseph Scrimshaw and me, Ken Napsack, we're here to take a look at The Force Awakens and pick out our favorite lines of dialogue. But as always, if you listen to the show for the previous 131 uh, incarnations and episodes and chapters, we sometimes uh, kind of still want to talk about things that didn't make our list. So we have those honorable mentions, the runner-ups. Uh, Joseph, uh, go ahead and hit me with your best shot because we've got a lot. <laughs> You do have uh, probably more than I should, but I'll go through them fast. Uh, this is a classic line. Uh, Ray saying, the garbage will do. Uh, of course, a huge, huge pop in the theater uh, when the reveal happens. Ray and Finn running away, uh, uh, trying to find a ship. Finn goes, that one. Uh, no, that one's garbage. The quad jumper gets uh, blown up. The garbage will do. Turn around. And of course, the garbage is the Falcon. I still always remember the the cheers and the applause and yeah. uh, I don't can we were you on to it that uh, the garbage was going to be the Falcon? No, 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 no. I, I I've talked about it before like everything about the trailers because you know we saw you know the teaser trailer spends a lot of time and during the sequence and then the full trailer uh, and then even when we first see the Falcon and uh, with Snoke's words uh, over that image. Everything should have led me to that, including the use of the term garbage, <laughs> like all this track. I was so caught up in the moment. The first the very first viewing. So like they're going to get to that quad jumper. Oh, my God. They're going to get out of this. And it explodes. When, so when the when they pan over, uh, the garbage will do. I, I you know, I, I, my mouth dropped like it is now. Like I was like, oh, my God, the Falcon. It is such a good, effective moment. I was so caught up in the story, so caught up in it. Uh, I completely uh, missed it in a good way, like completely surprised. I love this line because of what it represents for my personal experience with the film. Yeah, and and even if you you know it's it's still a fun line on on uh, on viewings on reviewings, but yeah, mm -hmm. no, I was I was really like, okay, come on, that's got to be the Falcon because because of the garbage talk. So I was, yeah. I was so excited, and man, that image of it, right? That it's under yeah. a tarp, but the tarp is kind of blowing up. There's just so <laughs> the the 
uh, the key word of awakens is so clear throughout this film. And that that's just like an image of like, it's, it's literally under a tarp. They don't even know that it's great, but they're going to find out. Um, okay. So uh, next, uh, honorable mention, uh, this one is painful, but I think about it a lot, both in terms of enjoying it as the line that it is, but also sometimes funny, ironic ways of Kylo Ren saying to his father, I'm being torn apart. I want to be free of this pain. Mm. Uh, it's mm. it's amazing acting. It's getting to the truth of, of what's going on, of he is being pulled to the light, but he is being challenged by Snoke of no one's ever accomplished this task or the Knight of Ren to, to you know, truly kill your past. Um, do this awful thing to prove that you are powerful and no one else defines you. So it's, I don't want to undersell the power of it at all, but it is also showing this portrait of this kind of young, tortured, uh, very emotional man. And Mm -hmm. also it's one of those lines that I can actually absolutely respect the depth of it. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. then like, I've honestly like said this to myself when I can't open a jar of pickles. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be free of this pain. You know, it's, it's really powerful. Yeah, uh, I, no, absolutely. Yeah, we could go into the depth of it a, a lot. And, uh, you know, Star Wars being about uh, destiny and choices. And this is, uh, he has a choice to make here and he makes uh, the wrong one. And then later on, reliving the pain of it over and over and over again. I think that's the vision we see with Han of him wanting to make the other, other decision. And then also there's just a lot of quotable Kylo. <laughs> there's a lot of quotable Kylo. Yeah. And, and he, yeah. And, and just, yeah, the utter power of like, this is not going to free you from your pain yeah. as you very quickly found out uh, a bit of Kylo snark that doesn't get uh, d- discussed as often, <laughs> I yeah. think is uh, when uh, I believe Lieutenant Mintaka gives him the report uh, about yes. uh, the escape of BB eight. Uh, he said is the, the Lieutenant Mintaka I'm paraphrasing says the droid escaped uh, on a freighter. <laughs> Kylo says the droid stole a freighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you included it. I really, I, cause this could have been uh, on my list, but also I know you really respect and appreciate the comedy in this line. This it's, it's really damn funny. And it's a Han Solo kind of style line too. You can see, you know, the connection there. You think, yeah, it. absolutely. <laughs> um, I also got to throw in is the famous from the trailer, but it's great in the film as well. There has been an awakening from Snoke, which is uh, oh, just yeah. a fun line. It's a fun force idea. And it's, uh, you know, really uh, restating the, one of the big, themes and ideas of this movie yeah uh yeah i love it in the trailer it's so effective in the trailer that's just my memory of this watching that over and over and over and over again yeah i mean there has been an awakening in our galaxy and in yours star wars is back it's not subtle but it's powerful (laughs) but it works uh there's a a a small moz line that's just the the delivery i like uh (laughs) just the way of speaking uh when the first order is beginning their assault and she says those beasts, they're here. <laughs> I love that one. Again, there's so much mod stuff for me. But yes, no, there's just those beasts. She rolls that word around in her mouth. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. I got a few more, but do you want me to kick yep. it back to you? Absolutely. Uh, going to uh, Han Solo. I love uh, when he, uh, you know, he's, he shows up for Ray and Finn and they're having a the great conversation. And Chewie's got some great stuff in there. Wasn't he, wasn't he a war hero? Yeah, I, Chewie's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I love when, as Han's walking away after he, uh, you know, steals the Falcon back, but just, uh, you know, you are Han Solo. I used to be. It's, Mm. uh, I feel the pain of the line. (laughs) I feel the back pain of the line. Um, But it's such, again, I've talked often, I just, with Force Awakens, you know, finally gets in theaters. I I don't know if I, uh, maybe it's on shows when I was speaking on, on podcasts in 2012, 13, 14 of just like, what I was expecting out of Han, I was not expecting Han to be broken, separated from the love of his life uh, and the galaxies, uh, the greatest romance in the galaxy, right? And and to get a different version of Han, and it, it it's 
but but again, it's kind of it, it it keeps in this theme that you and I keep talking about with Han and the story of Han and and all the lessons he constantly has to kind of almost relearn. I just love what this just line means uh, and 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 uh, both good and bad and just what it represents for Han. So I I used to be it's a uh, it's not the Han Solo quote everyone's going to use at parties, but I love it. No, and it, it's a great uh, getting up there in years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody asks you if you do this. I used to. I used, I used to. to be. But it also goes to this this idea that I keep banging on about. It, it's setting up in Awakening, you know? Yep. He, he kind of reclaims the mantle of Han Solo. He does indeed. Uh, I got another Monscanata line. Uh, a good question for another time about why she has Luke's lightsaber, which uh, I just love hearing and I love laughing and thinking, Number one, we really truly haven't got it. I know they started to touch upon it in comics and everything, but also that was just such a, oh, that's probably going to be in the next movie. Oh, that's probably, <laughs> and it's like, no, it's like Maz is literally going, hey, we don't need to know that. This is, we do tip of the iceberg storytelling here. At Star Wars. <laughs> now listen to Force Center. Uh, don't worry about that. That's not important. The important is why, not how I got it. It's why I have it. And so that line works on a meta level and it's another, just a, a great line from Maz. Yeah, I'm so fascinated that you put this one on the list because, yeah, I agree with you from like a storytelling perspective. Like, yeah, that's not the point of this. The point is that this artifact of old ended up in my hands and now it's a question of who will pick it up. What does it mean? All those things are the story and that's what matters. But I, I would pair in my mind a good question for another time and somehow Palpatine returned mm. as these lines that kind of point out. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, like for that for some fans make the lack of answers worse. Yeah. yeah, like I have one friend who I really like who's just like this line broke Force Awakens for him. Of like, mm. you have to tell me. Mm. <laughs> you you can't you can't say that it's valid to ask and then not answer. Um, so I'm uh, <laughs> I'm with you uh, in, yeah. in the perspective, but I'm really fascinated by the line of yeah. would it have worked better for people if it was phrased differently? You know. If she had shot back, oh, I got it from a junk dealer who got it from a bounty hunter who got it from Bestman. <laughs> and it's here now. I've been having it <laughs> down here. Yeah, or if it was just like not narrative of yeah. like you know, uh, I, you know, I I collect many fallen things or something like you know something that didn't literally say mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe in a comic, you know, yeah. um, just in the way it was structured, right? A good question for a Marvel comic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just fascinated by it. Yeah. I, I don't mind it at all because I yeah. totally agree with what you're saying of it is in, in some ways a meta way to say that's not the point of this scene or this movie. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, kid. Don't worry about it, kid. Uh, another line. I know you love this, love this one, too. We've discussed it in other places, but we have to mention it here. Goodness, Han Solo. It is I, C-3PO. You probably don't recognize me because of my of, because of the red arm. It's just uh, one of the best 3PO lines. I love that moment. It's just my yeah. favorite. It is absolutely one of the great comedy lines, one of the great 3PO lines, a uh, great visual film joke of him just popping his head into the mm -hmm. frame and blocking this reunion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, the uh, yeah, the classic C-3PO, great translator who sometimes doesn't understand uh, the way humans work, the idea that Han wouldn't recognize him because of the red arm is hilarious. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I'll say one here and I'll kick it back uh, to you. We talked about the, the Leia and Han banter. And all the stuff on the Dakar base, but, uh, you know, go for the depth, but stay for the banter. Uh, I love Leia going, don't do that. What? Anything. It's it's just, <laughs> it's Carrie Fisher down to the core, but also Han and Leia. I love that. It is great banter. I love that one. Uh, what else is on your list? 
Uh, for me, uh, it threw in this one Maz line because I had to of uh, the trying to give Ray direction, and Ray is not in a place to hear it. Of close your eyes, feel it, the light. It's always been there. It will guide you. Mm. Uh, some remixes from some trailers, but it's so beautiful. It is exactly what Ray does at the end of the film, and it ties into uh, later ideas when when Ray says, you know, there's uh, always been something inside me, but it, now it's awake. Mm. Uh, so it's also just it's just peaceful. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things like I would listen to that to Maz's, you know, uh, relaxation tape on the calm app uh, <laughs> that would in- include dialogue like this. It's always Love been that. there. Love that. Yeah. Uh, Finn line I wanted to throw in. Uh, you looked at me like no one ever had. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a whole great conversation between him and Ray in uh, Maz's castle when when he's going to run away. Uh, and he talked about his, you know, past where he was, uh, you know, abducted as a child and, and trained to kill and he decided not to do it. Uh, but then what was really meaningful for him and builds this connection, that's going to be his motivation for a long time here is Ray is the first person he ran into. And she looked at him without judgment. She saw him openly and honestly, and, and, you know, based on his actions and just the, the strength of their bond is this, that, connection of compassion of seeing yeah. each other like no one ever had you know and and that line is delivered so well and yeah i think a good line that really captures the heart of their connection mm. oh love it. that's a great point love it yeah great line uh last two for me uh hey obi-wan kenobi's got a line so i'm gonna include it uh <laughs> ray these are your first steps uh, uh, that was uh yeah. absolute great speculation fodder and sure really really cool um yeah. love it and final, just on the banter side, the comedy side, is uh, FN 1824, uh, James Bond, Stormtrooper saying, and I'll drop my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that moment. I love yeah. it. Uh, maybe because I'm such a big fan of uh, Daddy Craig uh, and just Daddy Craig Bond. But, yeah, it's a good fun sequence, and, and it's real good comedy. Yeah, absolutely good one. So that's my list. Uh, a couple more for me here, then we'll get to our number one choices. Uh, I uh, love, uh, I've talked and written and just won't shut up about the dual interrogation uh, scene, Ray and Kylo, what I consider Kylo's first big defeat, takes that helmet off. He's so confident. And then he starts to lose. And I love Ray saying to him, you, you're afraid. You'll never be as strong as Darth Vader. Love it. It's it's clearly a big theme, clearly what's going on. We kind of already can figure that out, but I just love, I love Adam Driver and that flowy, feathered, wavy hair he's got in that moment. Just, it is a jab to his heart. It is an oh, absolute yeah. jab to his heart. It's a knife. It's a knifing. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about being motivated by hope or fear and that she just gets right to the heart of it of, you know, uh, you, you don't want to be defined by anybody else. You ran away from, you know, your family and now you're clinging to this guy. And what you're really clinging to is that you'll never live up to him either. Mm-hmm. It's so great. And fear is driving you. Uh, I love Han Solo. Actually, I just realized the last three are Han Solo lines. Hey, as a Han Solo guy, this makes sense. I love Han Solo saying uh, when when asked uh, or when they're showing Starkiller Base and he just says, how do we blow it up? There's always a way to do that. <laughs> it's kind of meta, but I love it's Han. I love Han um, on Star Star Killer Base. Uh, I remember you and I discussing this way back in the day with Jen Landa on some of the early shows. I love Han saying uh, we can't leave. Our friends are in trouble. As he's watching everything go around him, and that is uh, part of Han. And and though he often struggles with uh, uh, identity crisis or what he feels he should be doing versus what he knows he should be doing or what he wants to do versus what he needs to do, I should say. 
I just love it. It's the spirit of Han. We cannot leave. We cannot leave. Our friends are in trouble. Now, I don't know what Yoda would say on Dagobah. Maybe he'd have some comments about the philosophy of it. But um, I love that for Han, this is important. I think Yoda would be pro Han in this moment, right? Because this is <laughs> yeah. followed up by like, uh, people are depending on us. The galaxy is depending on us, right? Yeah. Um, that this this is Han being selfless. And I think this is part of what, what's always worked for me about, about mm-hmm. Han's passing is there's the practical heroism of like, yeah, I'm the guy who used to run away. I can't run away, but we're not winning yet. <laughs> yeah. And then the big emotional uh, uh, victory of, of trying to reach out to his son. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and a little bit too, not to have the deeper conversation about it, but it's like, it, it is that like, uh, does Luke want to leave on Dagobah because of fear and attachment versus Han saying, this is the right thing to do. Cause you just said it just selfless and, and, uh, tapped into the good. That's uh, yeah, you're right. Yoda will be sitting there going, yeah, I got some thoughts. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, final one for me, honorable mention. It is, uh, it's a great line. It's a powerful delivery. And I remember going, oh my God. And that is when Han Solo yells, Ben. I love that little moment. Love that little beat. Always have. It's so powerful. It's such great. There's so much emotion in that line as well as revealing Mm-hmm. <laughs> the name of their son. Right, right. Named after Ben Quadraneros, as everybody knows, the joke goes. <laughs> as everyone saw. All right, so from there, those are our honorable mentions. We're going to go to our number one choices, our favorite line of dialogue in The Force Awakens. I'll go first. Joseph can close the show with his choice. Uh, and we are going back. I told you, I don't think if I, when I sat down to make this list, I don't think I would have predicted that I pulled so many Maz Kanata lines. But then uh, when I was thinking about it, it does make sense. And also when rewatching this movie, and knowing where the story goes and knowing how you and I really in our hearts just enjoy the, the emotional connections, the emotional canon, the spiritual connections that seven, eight and nine have. Uh, Maz Kanata, when, uh, you know, sitting around having a plate of food with Han and her boyfriend Chewie's back in the Falcon, uh, meeting Finn and Ray. And we're getting to know, we're getting to know Finn and Ray still at this time. We finally get to slow down and get to know Finn and Ray. And this is, uh, she got the big... The big sequence, uh, you know, looking at uh, Finn's eyes and talking about it. And I love she talks about the fight. And Ray says, what fight? Uh, as you know, because again, like what fight? I've been on. I've been. Uh, I've been out for a while, living in a, in a in a in the in the shadow of the what I thought was the fight. Yeah. And uh, Maz can, in a way kind of confirms that and says this whole line: the only fight against the dark side through the ages. I've seen evil take many forms: the Sith, the Empire. Today it is the First Order. Their shadows spreading across the galaxy. We must face them. Fight them, all of us. And I got to tell you something. When I when I saw it this time around, you know what I thought of? I think you're going to know, Joseph. I thought <laughs> of Lando Carusian saying, there's more of us, Poe. There's more of us, Poe. And move over, fly over that ship, and get the entire view of the galaxy saying, yes, this is the fight. And we must all be part of the fight. Not a military, not an army to lean on. We are the citizens' fleet because this is the fight, the only fight against the dark side. And I... Just I, I saw that I, 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 I listened to this line this time around and, and I just thought, there it is. That's it. That's the story of Star Wars. You and I uh, can spend hours talking about it. But at the end of the day, it is hope versus fear. It is finding hope in the fear and it is facing that fear, which is also the journey hey, that the Jedis have to go through. But I love this. This is Maz saying this is the point. And the point is we all have to get to all the obstacles, all the challenges. But we'll get there. We must rise up. We must all fight. The good fight. 
Yeah, it's really, really powerful. You know, I think when I first saw the film, there was a little bit of like, oh, yeah, there's really, really connecting the threads of like, yeah, I've seen evil take many forms. The villain from the prequels, the villains from the original trilogy, yeah. and now <laughs> the villains yeah. from the sequel trilogy. Like, uh, I think I, I kind of, you know, took it in on a surface level. But yeah, over the years, it really has punched as they like the uh, sort of moral stakes, the the yeah. the advice for children of all ages stakes of the, the fear is going to creep in. Uh, the fear is going to want to give, you know, uh, get you to give away to anger. And then the anger is going to take shape in some sort of massive stomping yeah. horror. Um, yeah. and, and that horror is going to want to give you to give in to your fear and snuff out any little spark of hope. And then this whole trilogy is about keeping that little spark of of hope alight against the the fear until it can uh, blaze into existence of the citizens' fleet. Right? Uh, it, it is mapping out like Maz is saying: this is what you you need to do, and it's not any one person's responsibility. It is uh, all of us, you know. And, and it ties so well to everybody's journey that she's talking about, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> Han faces his fear. Uh, Ray faces her fear. Uh, Finn faces his fear on, on multiple levels. He, he fights for Ray, but then eventually he has this journey to, to say, I'm not going to be the guy who runs away. In fact, mm -hmm. I'm going to turn around and make sure this, this ship goes. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you got to wonder if Maz's words are echoing in his head a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's the only fight against the dark side and we must all find our place in it. And we all have individual journeys uh, moving us towards this goal. So Maz, I tip my cap to you and have a drink until you kick me out of your bar. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love it. And um, I love on this view. And again, I don't know if um, I would have included this, even included this on a top five, two, three years ago. I don't know if I would have. Uh, and I think uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, helps me see this line in a little bit different. Uh, and that's why I love it. It's my number one choice for my favorite line in The Force Awakens. But we're not done yet. Joseph, what is your line? Uh, my line is a Han Solo line. It was hard to make this list. Not all Han Solo because you got a lot of great banter. This isn't a banter line. This is one of the lines that I think is, uh, is extremely important in the marketing of the force awakens but even more important in the actual story of force awakens and star wars uh i was going to just do the short version but i wanted to include the entire context uh ray talks uh saying ray's amazed saying that so the jedi were real and han says i used to wonder about that myself thought it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo magical power holding together good and evil the dark side and the light crazy thing is it's true the force the jedi all of it. It's all true. Uh, this is so important to, uh, obviously, to Ray and Finn <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of, you know, these characters, these ideas, this reality of there's there's a larger reality. We're all connected. None of that is a myth. None of that is a lie. It's all true. Uh, it's got that added level of this is Han Solo in about the same physical space on the Falcon around the same time <laughs> yeah. in the actual progress of the film uh, from A New Hope, having this great uh, 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 reverse rhyme poetry mm. from the young guy who doubted it to the old man who's uh, lived through it and seen it. And maybe he'll never be entirely comfortable with it. Maybe it'll always weird him out, right. but it's true. <laughs> yeah. And it matters. And Han has lost nothing uh, by, by accepting the reality that he sees uh, uh, that, you know, mm. the, the Jedi were real, but more importantly, the force is real. This is the, the, 
right. and by acknowledging the force is real, you're acknowledging that we're all connected. <laughs> this yeah. is all connected. You know, we we are more than the sum of our parts. Uh, there's more, you know, in the galaxy than than you and I have dreamt of, Horatio, to misquote uh, Shakespeare. You know, it's that idea of that there is something larger. And in particular with the Jedi and with the way that Rey is approaching the Jedi, even at this level, there's something to aspire to. Mm. There's something to look up to. And I think that was the power of a version of this line in the trailer and really a, the power of it in the film as well is like, he's almost looking into the camera, mm-hmm. the grumpiest character mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, the grumpiest actor from the original trilogy <laughs> <laughs> is looking at all of us with our lightsabers and our Darth Vader bed sheets and our Ewok hats that we made and saying, you're not wrong to be moved by this. Mm. It matters. You know, uh, I don't want to take it so far if he's saying that it's true. The force is real. Go try to move a stick. Uh, but it's the the it, the spirit of it matters. The myth of it matters. It mm. it you know what it has the effect it's had on our lives matters. It's such a huge part of this idea of awakening. Mm. Uh, it, it's to me, it's kind of the most in some ways like the the most moving version of it is these ideas, the deepest ideas in star Wars that, that made you gravitate toward it. Uh, they are real and they matter. Yeah. And it's not a myth. You're going to be walking yeah. up those stairs to get to it. Cause it's all real and you're part of it. Yeah. It's all true. And even some of it might be grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, always a place for a little grump. Uh, yeah. I can't add much more to that, sir. I think that's a beautiful uh, line. It's uh, such a memorable line, right? We were, you're right. Han uh, Harrison Ford was looking at all of us in that trailer and talking about it and, uh, and, and a story that is about the legends that came before uh, and saying uh, those legends are all real uh, and they all had value. And uh, now it's your story. I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. So, yeah. Um, there you go. There you go, folks. That is our list today. We'll re-record this tomorrow. No, we'll, <laughs> who knows? We'll do a revised list down the t- down the line. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun kind of revisiting this uh, film, even though I've watched it many times since uh, December of 2015. For some reason, just in focusing on the lines, Joseph, I just really was transported back six years or so ago uh, to uh, uh, seeing this film for the first time. Yep, this uh, this film that was all about awakening is is path, passing into a myth and nostalgia itself. But uh, The Force Awakens came out in 2015. It's true. All of it. All of it. All of it. Indeed. All right, we're out of here for today. Uh, next time out will be The Last Jedi. If you're listening in order, we might have to skip a week because we've got some big news potentially coming. But if you're listening to this two years from now, don't worry about it. Then go listen to The Last Jedi one that's coming up next. Uh, we're going to get to that. I want to let you all know where to find us here. We're Force Center Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and uh, YouTube as well. You can also uh, like our Facebook page at Force Center Podcast. Get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can uh, also uh, get an audio book on us, hey, if you want to, by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. 
And uh, you can uh, find the podcast in a lot of spots. Uh, if Apple Podcasts is getting you down, though I know most of you still listen there, you can try Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify as well. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash forcecenter. Uh, you'll get an exclusive show once a month called Will of the Force. We love doing that, seeing where the Force guides us and talking about a funny uh, thing in uh, Star Wars. Uh, well, not, not funny. It could be very serious. What am I saying? <laughs> in a Star Wars visual dictionary. Support me uh, if you want to buy uh, follow me on Twitter. That's a weird phrase. Uh, at Gatnapsock. <laughs> uh, or go to my website, Gatnapsock.com. I do want to highlight, if you're listening in 2021, uh, I'll be doing uh, some stand-up comedy with uh, Mark Ellis in Washington, D.C. at the Comedy Loft. We got four nights, December 16th through 19th. Go to my website for tickets. Joseph, take this microphone away from me because I'm, I'm losing the words. I've been talking so much today. Uh, tell them where they can find your stuff. It's been a big day of recording. Let me see if I can get all the words I say in a order that makes sense. Uh, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok as at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out all my other comedy adventures on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. Okay, I, th I think I made it through. I'm done. <laughs> you did That's it. it. You did it. Oh, when I when I see words, I say, those beasts. Uh, that is it. We've looked at The Force Awakens. We'll see you next time. Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.